sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Lights out and away we go with another soon-to-be award-winning edition of TM5's Track Talk. I am Bryce Sparling, and here with me, as always, is my co-driver, Mr. Wonderbread himself, Matt Ridgway. I think the driver would be Mr. Wonderbread. I'm just like the uh, the background uh, noise. Listen, Mr. Wonderbread can't do nothing without proper tires and tire pressure, okay? You can't, you can't drive around. You can't. Get a top 10 finish without the right tires on. That's correct, but uh, I don't take much credit. I try to stay humble. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, when you surprised us uh, on Saturday night for like 30 seconds before I figured out it was you, I was very pissed off that someone somehow figured out where to buy a full Wonder Bread Stuart Haas get-up, and I didn't have it. I, like My mind didn't even go to the fact that it might have been you. I was just so infuriated that someone found that online before I did, and I was I was just pissed off. That's I was just pissed off that that happened. I'm sorry, I pissed you off for about 25 <laughs> before you realized. It was- <laughs> um, yeah, and I sent you the uh, the update on my diecast. Looks like I'm going to get that in August of next year. Is when they're projecting to probably send it to me. So I it'll be. It'll be June, July. They're always they always project further out than they actually deliver. But I should have just waited. They might have had a sale by then. No, they'll be gone because they're with the pre-order number, whatever that is. That's what they're gonna make. That's what they're. That's how they don't lose money on a run. Oh, so you have to you have to have so many pre-orders before they'll even agree um, to make the it's called dnp a lot of cars get dnp'd which stands for did not produce and that's because they didn't meet a minimum required order number um to for lionel to even make money wow that's dang i didn't know that okay all right well so is there is there any chance that this i would assume this doesn't have a chance of not making the the minimum order number right like this is this 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 paint these paint schemes should skyrocket and sell out Oh yeah, for okay. sure. That's what I was. All right, all right, all right. We're good. Uh, but yeah, that was a little weird. I got that email. And I was like, August? That's August already passed. What the hell are you talking about, August? That's it's a couple months ago, pal. Well, you can go back to the future and, and give it to me. Um, so th- this past weekend, y'all were at Talladega, uh, and I-, I saw online some people said it was the best race of the year. Um, I-, I wouldn't go that far. I thought it was a really good race. I thought it was a I thought it was a competitive, entertaining race um, pretty much the entire time. Um, but, but best race all year, I thought that was a bit of a stretch. It was a terrible race. It was literally, it would have been, the only reason it was not follow the leader is because the uh, the inside lane and second lane, the leaders of that lane were running 60 to 70% throttle the entire lap, saving fuel. Yeah. The only there was ever a third lane running, uh, which is where the big runs came from all day long is because whoever got into the third lane was trying to make up ground, they were not saving fuel. And that, I don't know why I'm yelling at you. That, <laughs> that 
that created the illusion um, that, that there was competitive racing to be had out there, but there was not. Uh, if you were sixth, seventh in line on the bottom lane, that's where you were going to run yeah. the entire. Um, yeah, so I, I, personal opinion, think it's terrible racing. Uh, and this package absolutely sucks at restrictor plate tracks. Uh, I think it's time to get rid of the, I know they're not restrictor plates anymore. They're tapered spacers. Don't at me on Twitter <laughs> or X or whatever. Whatever the I new name is. Uh, it's ready. I'm, I'm ready to get rid of all of them. Let's, uh, let's take it back to the seventies. Let's hear me out next year. We already know. We'll talk about the schedule in a little bit. We're going to the, do the Bush clash, uh, back at the LA Coliseum. I'm all for that. We have unfinished business there. We were going to win that race. We should have won that race. Uh, hands down, nobody could touch us all night long. Broken fuel pump later. Um, and and we still came away with a top 10. But we have unfinished business there. I'm not upset at all that we're going back to L.A. And that's even factoring in how much I hated the city of L.A. <laughs> uh, I, I could never see that place again in my life and be just fine. Um, Same. But I... I want to win that race. So, but two years from now, TBD on Bush Clash. Let's take it back to Daytona. Let's have a field of 18, 20 drivers that have won a pole from the previous year, whatever number that ends up being. And let's take the restrictor place off, all the engine restrictions off and let them run wide open around Daytona and get rid of the draft. Like an unrestricted... And this will be a test to see what the modern package looks like. Um, and yeah, we're going to have speeds of, I mean, 200 miles an hour easily. Uh, but I think that's honestly will be safer because you won't be, um, I'm trying to think of the appropriate term to say, I know the term I want to use. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old army term. <laughs> uh, you, you won't be as in close proximity for the entirety of the event. Um, and there, I think there won't be as big the, of a chance of a massive pile up and a, a yeah, big, big wrecks or anything like that. You're still going to have some drafting because cars will go faster in the draft, but some cars will be able to pull away from other cars. They won't be able to draft together. The trick will be to find who, what, whose car can hang with you to draft with you. So that, I think it would be awesome just for a Bush clash. If nothing else, the marketing on that would be, insane you might have a sold out daytona for the bush clash i like that idea um i, I like that idea of, i don't know if i want it as a bush clash uh because i like the idea of the bush clash clash being at a weird one-off track i think i, I say i think i sort of like that um with it having no points impact or anything i love the idea of testing this package with no restrictor plates I don't, I don't understand why you build an engine and then restrict how much horsepower it can get. Like, what is this? Is this racing or is this not racing? Like, I'm, I, I've, I've always been confused by the. I understand the safety aspect, but you're telling me 20 miles an hour is going to make NASCAR safer? Then why not slow down everything 20 miles an hour? Like, I don't, I don't know. I love the idea of seeing what this package can do without the restrictor plates on it. Take it off, let them go, see what they do. I love the Bush Clash. Being at a one-off unique raceway, I think that's very, very yeah. cool. 
Um, I know a lot of people don't like the LA Coliseum. I enjoyed the racing. I thought it was I thought it was cool because we don't get to see a lot of that type of racing in in NASCAR. You know, a uh, week in and week out. And you know, some people will say good. They don't want to see it. But I I I will I will be a I'm a firm believer, and I will I will die on this hill. And I know a lot of people online are are not in favor of this idea. I think NASCAR did a great job this year with the schedule. Um, I, I think it was a it was a good mix between uh, super speedways, mile and a half speedways. There was a lot of road tracks on there. Um, they had a they had a street course. They had a dirt track. I mean, we went back to a to a historical short track this year. I think NASCAR did a very very good job of putting unique tracks on the schedule. It seemed like every couple of weeks we got something a little unique, and that just adds, once again, we'll talk about it later in the podcast, but that adds to it next year when we add the Brickyard in Iowa in the rotation. Like, I thought NASCAR did a good job this weekend, or uh, this week, I really, or uh, this year. I really did. Yeah, I I mean, I agree with that. Um, I, I, you know, we'll talk about the schedule later, but again, I'm also ecstatic that we're going back to the Brickyard. That's, that's where we should be, so. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, let's let's touch on Talladega though, real quick. Uh, in the truck race, Brett Moffat won. Ben Rhodes second. Dean Thompson third. Nobody remembers that at all, though. Uh, everybody remembers the brawl that happened in the infield after the race was over. Man, Alex Sanchez or Nick Sanchez, uh, he, from the photos, looked like he was on the bad end of a beatdown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously. I, not to not to kick dirt on a, a already dead horse or, or continue to beat it but yeah that uh, that, that was a pretty rough look uh, clearly he got whatever happened still disputed I don't know I wasn't there and to be honest I could care less um, it was very apparent who got the worst of that deal yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so that uh, who is the who is the dude that got Nick Sanchez? Uh, Matt Crafton. Matt Crafton. Golly. My mind just went blank. Uh, no suspensions for either drivers. I think Matt Crafton got like a $25,000 fine, something like that. And, and, and Nick Sanchez got like 5000 or something along those lines. Uh, but I don't believe there's a suspension for either either driver. I think they both got fined. There was a lot of he said, she said about what happened and how it happened. Nick Sanchez says he got jumped. Matt Crafton said that's not how it was, and some people back, backed Crafton, some people backed Nick Sanchez. So, you know, who knows what the real story is? It just it, it's kind of crazy that they found the one part of a NASCAR track that didn't have a camera rolling on it twenty four seven. Like the fact that there was no camera footage or video footage of this incident until after it sort of happened. That's kind of mind bottling to me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know NASCAR sent out some suspensions. I'm assuming they have some camera angles we don't have. Um, but it's like you said, it's all he said, she said uh, versus who did what and who was where. So I I don't know. I I enjoyed watching the fight um, on on Twitter or whatever. Uh, I was standing on pit road and qualifying when uh it started circulating the interwebs. All of the 41 guys stood there in a circle and watched it together. I uh, had a couple about it. And then we all went on about our lives and I haven't stopped doing that. I, I don't care who started it. I don't care what happened. I don't care who's mad at who. I don't care what's happened in the truck series. Uh, it was an interesting Twitter video. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so it's Crafton 25,000, Sanchez 5,000. Uh, Sanchez's father, Rene, was also penalized for his involvement in the fracas, with officials suspending him from NASCAR uh, for the remaining two races of the 2023 season. So uh, Nick Sanchez's daddy will not be able to watch him race in the final two races of the Truck Series this year. Playoff standings look like this for the Truck Series after Talladega. Uh, they look like all right so right now uh on the bubble there's there's eight they're going to be cut to four the next race and then i right and then they go to the final final ones i believe uh so right yeah. now yeah they don't, right. they don't race again for like i don't know ever. it's a while yeah i don't know why i don't know why that's a whole nother topic that it's yeah um so the truck series looks like this Corey heim is solidified into the next round because of his win Carson Hoshevar, Christian Eckes, and Nicholas Sanchez, the aforementioned uh, young man racing. They are the four that would advance right now if the playoffs started, or excuse me, if the cutoff happened right now. On the bubble, Grant Enfinger and Ben Rhodes, Ty Majeski and Zane Smith. Grant Enfinger and Ben Rhodes, just three and five points behind Nick Sanchez, respectively, and Ty Majeski is 19 points behind Nick Sanchez and Christian Eckes just nine points up on Nick Sanchez. So really third through seven is only separated by 28 points. It's going to be some uh, close racing in the truck series when they start racing again. I don't know. In like a month. I don't know. It's, it's so weird. I don't know why they take such a big break. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting, but by the time it's interesting again, we'll all have forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the Cup Series, no Xfinity this weekend. In the Cup Series this weekend, the guy that I always pick week in and week out, I decided not to pick him this week, and he won, so that's going to be the strategy going forward. Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney picks up a win, led eight laps of the 188 ran. Uh, William Byron second. Denny Hamlin third. Corey LaJoy fourth. How the hell did Corey LaJoy get up there? Uh, and Austin Sendrick finished in fifth. And a top ten, man. A top ten for Ryan Priest. Y'all had a really, really good car uh, on Sunday. Led eight laps. Y'all were y'all were in it to win it, just like you were at Daytona before the, it started flipping and everything. Uh, Stuart Haas seems like they have their at the perfect time at the end of the season. Seems like y'all have your super speedway package figured out. Yeah, I mean, and and have like SHR has been in position to win a lot of plate races. They haven't won. Uh, we've won. If you don't count the duels, which I don't, um, you, we've only won one in my six years there, but we've been in position to win a lot more. Uh, unfortunately, you just um, aren't in control of your own fate there. You can you can only do so much, and uh, it just hasn't materialized the rest of the way. Uh, but, but always competitive, always have speed there. As a company, not just us, not just my car, but as an entire company. Yeah, I mean, Eric had the had the pole, um, didn't finish as well as he would have wanted to down in 17th. Uh, but yeah, strong showing, strong showing from SHR. Uh, I, I thought I thought it was a good race. I, I know you said you, you don't think it was a good race. It was entertaining. I think it was entertaining from a standpoint that if you didn't know the cars leading were only going about 50% throttle, uh, then you probably enjoyed it a lot more. It, w- it was funny because Priest on the, on the radio was not too happy. I'm pretty sure it was Austin Cindric a lot of times that was leading leading whatever line he was in, and Cindric was only going about 50 or 60% throttle. Um, yep. And, you know, Ryan's trying to advance places at that point, and he's like, why the hell 
are, are we doing this? Like, are we trying to win this race or are we just sort of standing back and it's becoming a, a, a fuel mileage race? Yeah, he was, uh, he did not love the, the riding around in circles all the afternoon. No, no, he did, uh, he did not enjoy that. Didn't enjoy that. And, uh, who, who was it that dove bomb him coming into the pits? Was that, was that Joey Logano or was that Denny Hamlin? I don't remember which one it was. It was Joey Logano. Joey Logano did it twice. So Ford has this thing where we all pit together. We all know we all work together till the end of the race so we can ensure a Ford wins the race. Got it. Every manufacturer has that. Ford's are typically more organized in that structure than like every morning, every manufacturer has a crew, has a crew chief meeting with all the crew chiefs of that manufacturer. So my crew chief, all the Ford crew chiefs are in one meeting and they get a big long lecture from the Ford white shirts and that this is how we're gonna work together. This is what to do. Uh, so apparently part of that uh, discussion was, we're gonna come to pit road together in an organized single file line. Uh, so that we can ideally all leave pit road in our organized single file line. And so when Joey Logano dive bombed us coming to pit road, that's what that was in reference to. Uh, so much for that is uh, basically what they were saying in some more colorful language. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, Joey is one of the more aggressive drivers in the field. Uh, he doesn't, I mean, clearly he didn't care what the... Uh, what the plan was what the instruction was from up high yeah he did it twice and ryan was uh not too happy not too happy about that uh but yeah great running from ryan priest i enjoyed it back and forth racing uh funny enough joey logano was the one that led the most laps uh of the race uh, led 48 finished 24th uh only had there was only one caution or i think there might have been multiple cautions but there was only like one one big wreck. One one big wreck. One incident, really. Yeah. And that uh, was it. For the most part, it was pretty clean. Pretty clean racing. Pretty clean race, and, and you kind of expect that. With it being a uh, playoff race and so much on the line for so many people, you, there is self-built incentive to kind of just survive. Um, so that when that incentive or that mentality goes 36 drivers deep, uh, it is... It, you kind of get that, and then, and it got rowdy towards the end as you expected sure. because people patients run out. Yep, uh, are all wired to try to go win the race themselves. But um, yeah, it it was a fairly tame Talladega afternoon. Yep, yep. And I, like I said, man, the fact that I enjoyed it even more because Priest was in contention to win the entire race. Like that's probably the most invested I've been in a race from start to finish. I don't know. Maybe all year. I don't know. It was it was it was awesome. It was cool. It was, you know, I had my I had my uh, had my priest hat on and my priest t shirt, and I was watching and cheering and having a good time. So, uh, it's nice when the driver you pull for actually has a chance and you know is inside the top ten or in the top five at the uh, at the end of the at the end of the race, and you uh, you actually have something to cheer for. It's pretty fun. Pretty fun. Uh, the the standings look like this in the Cup Series right now. William Byron and Ryan Blaney both solidified themselves onto the round of eight. The other driver still in the top eight is Denny Hamlin in third, Christopher Bell at fourth, Chris Boucher at fifth, at sixth, Martin Truex Jr., seventh, Kyle Larson, eighth, Brad Kozlowski, and right now on the outside looking in, Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Kyle Busch with one race left and it's the roval at charlotte didn't we uh didn't we both pick or i think one of us may have picked 
one of each. I think our locks to be eliminated in the next round. I think I picked Chastain and you picked Kyle Busch, if I remember correctly. I think so. Yeah, I think that I think that was either. Yeah, was either, we'll write these down so we have something to reference. I like um, just speculating wildly. <laughs> <laughs> well, boy, do we have a show for you. <laughs> Uh, Larson's 15 up, Martin Truex Jr. 17, and Chris Boucher's 19 up on Brad Kozlowski. Uh, that that final spot, I think, is really what, unless Kyle Larson, Truex, or Chris Boucher um, absolutely just bottle it on Sunday, I think that last position's probably what everyone's battling for, and Kozlowski, Reddick, uh, Bubba Wallace, and Ross Chastain are all within 12 points of each other, so it's going to be a very entertaining afternoon at the roval and that's uh that's where we travel to this week we head to charlotte we're at roval matt how is it how nice is it to be able to sleep in your own bed and still be able to wake up and work on the weekends uh it's magical (laughs) there there's no way to um put it into words how much i love the two charlotte weekends or just uh like wilkesboro weekends any martinsville weekends any night i get to sleep in my own bed um it's just awesome. <laughs> uh, so all the action starts tomorrow on Saturday at 1230, qualifying for the Xfinity Series car. It is going to be on NBC Sports. Uh, and then practice at noon for the NASCAR Cup Series on NBC Sports. USA joins in progress at 1230. And then qualifying for the Cup cars at 1 p.m. on USA. At 3 p.m. on Saturday, the Xfinity Series launches in the drive for the Cure 250 presented by BCBS on NBC. Never heard of any of that. Uh, and then on Sunday, the Big Boys Race, 2 p.m. on NBC, the Bank of America Roval 400. Matt, who you got winning this one? Oh, uh, Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. I like it. Is, is Shane uh, Van Gisberger going to be racing in this one no i don't think so oh no van jisberger okay um i am gonna take oh man give me kyle larson okay give me kyle larson kyle larson's gonna win this and solidify his spot in the in the round of eight i'm gonna take uh, i'm gonna take kyle larson uh this weekend at the at the roval uh matt so the the 2023 nascar schedule came out what, 24. Y- yesterday 20, 20 24 yeah excuse me yeah. Good, good lord uh came out yesterday are there in, anything that popped up that surprised you on the schedule uh for next year uh the only thing you know kind of surprised me is that we heard all year long that we were going to montreal next year to run the road course and that was ideally going to replace chicago um, so when they announced that the the deal with Chicago is continuing and we're not going to Montreal, that kind of surprised me. I, I raised an eyebrow at that. But otherwise, you know, we knew we weren't going to Fontana because Fontana is being demolished and sold. Yep. Uh, and so there had to be something to replace it. Iowa was as lucky choice as anybody. Put out a great show for um, IndyCar and the Xfinity Series that both run there. Uh, another short track, a, a track Priest is going to be good at, so favorable for me. Um, no, I don't think there were any surprises uh, that I can think of. Other than that, that that we're not going to. Uh, 
whatever it is. Montreal. 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 Yeah, I don't. I don't think there were any. Um, any. Any major. Any massive surprises for me. Uh, I do like. I do like. Um, uh, my brain just crapped itself. I like Atlanta as the second race of the year again. Uh, yes, yeah. That that that's pretty cool. Sunday, February twenty fifth. I think that's neat. Um, but it, it, you know, we 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 learned that Bristol concrete both times. Uh, North Wilkesboro is going to be the All Star Weekend again, which I I think it's cool. I liked it. I I thought it was a very neat nostalgic place, and that's going to be a North Wilkesboro with a new surface on top. So that should be also very interesting. Um, Iowa's always put on a good product. Every time I've ever watched a race at Iowa, it's always been a, a great product. We got the Chicago Street Race course, which, once again, I enjoyed. I thought it was a competitive, enjoyable uh, race last year. And then we get the Brickyard. We get the Brickyard at the end of July, July 21st. Uh, it, it rejoins the calendar. Um, I know a lot of people are complaining about it online because that's all they do is like to complain. But I'm jacked up, and I, I'm excited uh, about that. And they, they released the, uh, the round of 16. It's going to be Atlanta, Watkins Glen, and Bristol. It's going to be a round of 16. And the round of 12 is going to be Kansas, Talladega, and the Roval. The round of 8 will be Las Vegas, Homestead, and Martinsville. And then the final race, once again, will be at Phoenix. Your last race before you get into the playoffs is going to be Darlington. And I think the only addition to this, to this schedule that I would want to see is I want to see Rockingham back on the schedule. Uh, I'm a big fan of Rockingham. And I want to see a dirt track back on the schedule. It doesn't have to be one of the existing tracks that we race at that's converted over to dirt. Uh, I'd be a big fan of going to Eldora. I know it's probably not going to happen, but I I really enjoyed the racing that we saw on the dirt track at Bristol, and I want to see dirt track racing return to NASCAR. Yeah, I I was a little bit surprised. We knew Bristol dirt wasn't coming back. I was a little bit surprised there's no Bristol at all. I'm sorry, no dirt at all. Um at the same time, where were they going to go? They're not going to, they're not going to help Tony Stewart out. They're not going to Eldora. They're nope. not going to put money in Tony Stewart's pocket nope. with as critical as he's always been of them. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what the next option was. Clearly, they didn't either, since they just scrapped it all together. Uh, it, it was a cool. I mean, it was a cool weekend. It was an easy weekend. I think we talked about it last week. Um, I liked it because it was an easier work weekend than you you get most of the time. Uh, but with that said, it was still very gimmicky, and I'm not upset to see anything gimmicky go from the NASCAR schedule. One day, I'll like to see the playoffs and all that crap go with it. <laughs> One can only dream. But this is a win. I, I didn't mind the weekend. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I got to go to the first one as a fan. Uh, and sit in the stands and obviously this one I worked um, so I got to see both ends of it had a good time and I'm not sorry to see it go yeah so uh, what what are you most excited about the brickyard because I know I know you're jacked up about that I'm jacked up about that as well what are you what are you most excited to see uh, at the brickyard I mean I, I've seen everything at the brickyard I, I've been there I, I went to Indy this year so it, there's nothing that's going to be new to me but Again, going back to the conversation we just had, it's a return of legitimacy. It 
it's where we, it means more. It will mean more to me. Like if you win the Verizon 250 at the Glen or at the Glen at the Brickyard or whatever I call it, the backwards Brickyard. The backwards Brickyard. <laughs> uh, and and that was kind of the attitude. Like I, I say that in jest, but that was the attitude I really approached it with. Yes, it would be cool to win at Indy, but you're winning at Indy in name only. Um, you're not, you know, it's. It, not the same and and everybody carried it the attitude that way they brought this in because the racing at indy was terrible and you can't please anyone and they got tired of hearing everybody cry about it and this was a uh, the fun another fun new thing to try after the success i use that word in air quotes of the roval um <clears throat> but it it ran its course very quickly the racing on the uh on the pay on the road course was not much better than the asphalt. I mean, I think whoever Michael McDowell won it by like eight or nine seconds this year. I mean, just absolutely ran off with it. So it didn't. Um, if it's not going to race any better and make it more entertaining, because we're an entertainment industry uh, and a sport second, if it's not going to be more entertaining than the Brickyard, we might as well just run the oval. That's yep. my, I think that's probably the conclusion they came to. But also next year, and we've spoke on this as well, is the anniversary of the 30th anniversary of the original Brickyard. And so I think it was kind of always the plan that there would be a 30th anniversary celebration and a return at this point in time. Because nothing sells like nostalgia, Bryce. Oh, for sure. We saw that at North Wilkesboro. I mean, we saw that at North Wilkesboro, and that'd be the same if they ever went back to Rockingham, I think. It wouldn't be as big as, as the Brickyard, but it'd be it'd be North Wilkesboro and, and, and uh, Brickyard 500 big. You now know you bring up Rockingham, that was a surprise because they just repaved Rockingham. The, the governor used COVID money to allocate to basically every racetrack in North Carolina. That's how we got North Wilkesboro back. Good. And I'm honestly pretty surprised uh, that they did just repave Rockingham I'm surprised that that wasn't that wasn't announced. Uh, there was some speculation that that would be the replacement for Fontana. So uh, that was a little bit of a surprise, but I do expect that racetrack will be back at some point on the NASCAR schedule. I hope so too. I like the Rock, man. That that place was that place was very unique. Uh, I'm kind of bummed out they repaved it because that was the thing that I loved the most about Rockingham was. You could only go around Rockingham three or four laps with new tires and them feel great. Uh, and then it was essentially you driving on glass because yeah. it tore through tires. I mean, it was like a cheese grater on tires and it was awesome. It made for great racing. Yeah, it did. And that it was always who could save tire, who could manage tires. Uh, and even in iRacing, it's still the same. You can live that out, but it, it is very much the same. It is the the winner of the race will be the person who knows how to manage tires uh and and you always get the uh the comers and goers because people don't know how and they just set off like a rocket and they get like oh man this is awesome and then they just start getting real in and real reeling them in and they get slippery and wild it's it's always fun to run an eye racing um i can't wait to do it in real life again that's uh, that's gonna be cool when we go back to the rock I, I am i am all for that man so this weekend at the roval matt you got any final thoughts for this weekend no i'm enjoying my two days off um because once the weekend starts it's gonna get kind of crazy and with las vegas looming on the horizon 
I get the old uh, get to work Monday. So it'll be a this is my last day off until next Wednesday. And then we fly Thursday. Vegas, so, baby, Vegas. Track talk may not happen next week, depending on it'll it, it changes things. My schedules all turn off with the West Coast. So we'll uh, we'll see what times can work out. But if we don't talk to you all next week, uh, we will the following before Homestead. That's it. Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville. Phoenix. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's only four races left or five. If you include the Roval. Yeah. Yeah. Friday. It's already this weekend. <laughs> Too bad. You can't stay in Vegas long enough to watch the F1 race. that's going to be out there. I don't, I want to spend as little time in Vegas as humanly possible. I like that city just as little as I like Los Angeles. I am not a, I'm not a big city person and I'm even less a people person and I'm even less <laughs> a, uh, the things that happen in Vegas, people, person. So great golf. You wa- great golf you out wa- in Vegas. Do what? Great golf. Great golf in Vegas. Um. So yeah, I just sit in my room and pout because if you go downstairs to get through the lobby, which is the casino, the downstairs of the South Point, I found this out the hard way you, that it is legal to smoke in a casino in Las Vegas, and so you just inhale a carton of cigarettes between the elevator and the door and it's just fat slobs of people that have drunk and been up all night it's like 10 30 in the morning and you can tell this guy hasn't moved from this slot machine chair in six hours and he just oh god it's the worst please just don't go to vegas like and especially like It'd be another thing if I could go with my wife and we could go do like Vegas things together, but I'm not going to do that crap by myself. So, and I'm not, I don't gamble. I don't play golf. It's just, it's, it's not for me, man. It's not for me. More power. If you love Vegas, don't let me rain on your parade. It's just not, it's not for me. <laughs> I hate that city. And if I never had to go back there again, I'm going to see if I can stay on Nellis Air Force Base across from the track. I'm just going to find some lower enlisted and rack out on the barracks room floor. Like, That's not, yeah, a, that's not a bad idea, really. Yeah, I'll be 30 seconds from the track and then I don't have to be anywhere near Vegas. You ought to just see if you can rent a camper and just stay at the track. I mean, Priest has a motorhome, so maybe I can... <laughs> I don't know if the motorhome will be in Vegas or not, but boom, there you go. Hey, you got, I know you got some storage down under, man. A little bunk bag down there, you know what I mean? You won't hear from me. I don't want to sleep outside because it gets super cold at night in the desert. Um, but I'll do what I have to do. I just, I detest Vegas. <laughs> oh, maybe that's more, maybe it's one of the races you can take off next year is Vegas. You won't have to go there. That's a not a bad idea. Yeah, and stay home. Plus, the Vegas race uh, always happens right around when the Braves are uh, in the playoffs. So that's another thing. Yeah, there you go. I, not only do I have two football seasons going, I got to keep up with. The Braves are about to make a not short run in October. Uh, that I'm fully like I have to commit completely to that. Everything is committed to that. All my free time, I'll have to figure out what time zones I'm in. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. So the Braves have, let's see, three, four, eight. The Braves are eleven wins away from a World Series. En route to those eleven wins, do they lose more or less than four and a half games total in all three series? 
Oh, man, I wouldn't be surprised to see Philly take two right off the get-go. Nah, we're, sweeping, we're sweeping Philly, two, a 3-0. 3-0. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, we're sweeping I, Philly. I, I think there's any team that matches up hard Braves than Philly. I'd, I'd be interested to have a debate with you on that. Um, I, I don't know. I've said all year long that if the Braves can survive the NLDS, because anything can go wrong in five games. Uh, I don't think any team in baseball – can outlast the Braves in seven games. So if the Braves can make the NLCS, I think they win the World Series. They made if we also I'll take the I'll take the under. Yep. I tell, I'll take I'll take right at four losses. I'm the exact uh, same. Exact same. Exact same. We 3 0 the Phils. We 4 2 the Dodgers. And then we 4 2 whoever we play in the World Series. That's yeah. That yeah, okay. So I'm I'm saying we 4-2 the Phillies. I'm sorry, 3-2 the Phillies. And then we 4-1 the Dodgers and 4-1 whoever makes it to the World Series. Okay. Those are my two losses. Are one in the World Series, one in the NLCS, two in the Division Series. Two in the Division Series. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, though. 11-4. Eleven 11-4 and four. Eleven and four is going to be our record this this postseason. I agree. Yep. Uh, we have that. Yeah. Best offense ever in baseball, ever assembled in yeah. baseball. Um, that's a, I guess that's enough baseball talk on our, on our racing podcast. Uh, but I I don't have anything else. You got anything else, man? Nope. Sweet. Let's get out of here. And everybody had a fun filled, fantastic weekend. Watch the Roval at Charlotte and look for Mr. Matt Ridgeway behind the 41 car, changing the tire pressures and making sure all of, (laughs) all of Ryan Priest's rubbers are ready to go for Matt Ridgeway. I am Bryce Sparling. This has been track talk on TM five.